This episode is brought to you by Prodzik Properties. If you're looking for a unique luxury new construction home, check out Prodzik Properties' lineup of new homes coming in 2024. Looking to build a custom home? Prozic Properties is here to bring your vision to life. Visit ProzicProperties.com to learn more. Welcome back to this episode of That Westfield Podcast. Today we are joined by Lindsay Heller, a Fox Rothschild. What's up, Lindsay? Hi, how are you? Thank Ooh. you for having me. I'm very excited for this one. You're our first lawyer on the show. Well, I'm very excited too. This is going to be good. We're going to dive into some real shit on this episode, I think. <laughs> One of our episodes. I do day in and day out. Let's, let's go. Hit me with it. Yeah. You know, I think uh, a lot of the businesses here are, you know, really great businesses. There's places you go to kind of escape your problems, but um, we can't escape our problems all the time. Sometimes we have to deal with real life stuff. And you are probably someone who sees not so great stuff all the time, but also get people to the finish line to actually get their life and everything back in order and yes. back to a safe place. I always tell my clients that, it's a very long tunnel. If you're lucky, it's a little bit shorter, but there's always a light at the end of it. And that's one takeaway from my job that is a little feel good, I have to say, is knowing that you're getting someone out of a situation they don't want to be in, right. whether it's terrible or it's just something they don't want to be a part of anymore. You're really taking them to the end and helping them start anew in their life, which is major, right? Like, if you're going through a divorce or you're going through custody litigation not unrelated to a divorce or a domestic violence litigation, anything under the family law umbrella, it's the biggest moment in your life mm -hmm. and you're dealing with the most important things in your life, primarily your children right. and your money <laughs> um, and your assets. Right, right. And both of those things are really important in, in terms of how somebody wants to live their life going forward in the new life that they are going to have. So we help them get there. Yeah, and because no one ever anticipates being in that situation, right? Um, and I think some, obviously now prenups are probably more, uh, I guess, accepted than they used to be. In You'd be surprised. <laughs> so I practice in both New Jersey and New York, although primarily in New Jersey. I definitely do a lot more prenuptial agreements in New York, probably because of the wealth distribution. Mm -hmm. um, we do, of course, do prenuptial agreements in New Jersey, but not many people have them when they come to us. Mm -hmm. And it may depend on the circumstances. Clients always say to me, well, do you have a prenup? And I say, no. I got married when I was 26 years old. I had just graduated from law school. What would you have liked me to put in my debt? <laughs> right. um, my husband wasn't going to sign that. Right. And I don't want to keep my debt. So I'm right, happy right. to try to split that in the future if push comes to shove. Just kidding, Jason. Yeah, we're not getting a divorce ever. Um, but- um, Hope he has a better lawyer than you. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's impossible. So, you know, it just depends on the circumstances and the enforceability of prenuptial agreements is also different in New Jersey and New York. In New Jersey, mm. it can be considered easier to have your prenuptial agreement invalidated. In New wow. York, things may be more strictly enforced, but lo and behold, when we have clients who do get divorced and later in an email tell us, hey, guess what? I'm getting remarried or I love this person. <laughs> we always say, please let us know if you'd like a prenuptial right, agreement. Right. Because they it. certainly are a helpful tool. More commonly though, in second marriages mm -hmm. where somebody has, or a later in life <laughs> marriage where somebody has developed their career and built their right. assets on 
their portfolio on their own or have children that they want to protect their inheritance would be another reason. Most commonly when a prenuptial agreement is done in a first marriage, one of the parties or both have business interests, mm-hmm. have a family who has a business right. or have an inheritance coming right, their way. Right, right. And it's I'm sure that's a very hard decision for people make you know, for people to make because no one wants to feel like that's a necessary thing, but you know, I think the reality is, is like, let's just, while we're in a good place, right, everybody make a decision that's best for everybody then when you yes. still love each other very much Most and you want to get along. the prenuptial negotiation, prenuptial agreement negotiations go much more smoothly than the divorce negotiations. I'm sure. But I will say <laughs> in the recent past, I did have a prenuptial agreement where um, we had to sit in a conference room with both parties and both attorneys going through terms that were really difficult for each party to hear. And the most awkward part was when the day ended, my client said to me, well, me and my fiance are going to the Knicks game tonight. And I thought, you know, at least when you leave a bad divorce negotiation, they're not speaking to each other after. So, yeah. Yeah, that, that's so heavy. So like all day, every day, you're kind of, you know, responsible for making sure that the best outcome happens for people that are in the worst situation, one of the worst situations that they'll probably ever be in. So um, like real talk, like what does that personally do like for you as a person, like as a mother, as a wife, like is that something that's kind of heavy for you to uh, to work with? Like how do you how do you deal with that being, you know, so professional, but also like still a human being? Yeah. So I will say one of the reasons I went into family law is because even throughout law school, I always wanted to work with people and I have what I consider to be an empathetic personality and I want to help people. It's what I want to do. I thought I would go into nonprofit work. I had a lot of student loans. That was not the situation (laughs) that was going to work for me. Um, But I am a mom of two kids. I live in Westfield. I have a baby and a Mm three-year-old. So my outlook on the practice did change after having children and just being able to appreciate more what a client may say about parenting issues that Mm. in a vacuum may not seem like a big deal, quote unquote, but (laughs) when you think about it differently can seem really much more important. Um, And it's hard. Like I am an empathetic person. I carry my heart on my sleeve. I take it home with me and I think about it a lot. I had a situation when my husband had COVID a couple summers ago, who remembers at this point, (laughs) and I made him quarantine away from us. This was like, you know, when things were really crazy. And he was in the basement and I kept FaceTiming him with my daughter to see him. And at the time, I don't even know if she was a year old, probably not, but it was still like important that they see each other. Mm -hmm. And we have mandatory FaceTime calls between divorced parents in our divorce agreements. And the amount of post-judgment, which means Mm post-divorce issues that arise between facilitating these FaceTime calls is more than you could ever imagine. Um, so when I was doing it and my husband's in the basement, my daughter could barely speak. And obviously she would only stay on for two seconds, but I was still making it happen. I really did think to myself about my clients who are facilitating these calls with a former spouse that they really don't have a relationship with and these children right. that can't focus on being on the phone and then the blame Aww. shifting that happens about why the children wow, aren't focusing. Right. So that was one experience that I always think about when I'm dealing with this in my cases. It's just, right, right. you know, it seems like things would be really simple, but it's important to remember that the underlying relationship between parties always 
impacts things in the future and you want to say that it doesn't and the best of co-parents really are able to put it to the side to the best of their ability Mm -hmm. but everyone has a preconceived notion of the world everyone has a preconceived notion of the relationship everyone who's been married remains happily married or not has things about their partner that really annoy them (laughs) so not me when you're having to deal with (laughs) sure not me when you're having to deal with um those nuances in a relationship that has dissolved, it's definitely difficult. And it's something that I think about with my own kids too. So you are also a practical psychologist, yes. <laughs> apparently, right? Like, <laughs> but you, that's what happens when you're working with people all day, every day. Yes. Like you learn to just pick up things and see patterns and it makes you better at your job because then you, you're kind of like, oh, I've seen this before. Like maybe here's how I can handle it. But at the end of the day, it's like you just do it the best that you can and yeah, the law exactly. on your side. And- Therapy is definitely a hat that I wear as a family law attorney, though unlicensed. <laughs> Um, but you can't avoid it, right? They go hand in hand. I do always tell my clients that they should be in individual therapy. I think children should be in therapy. I'm a huge proponent of it. Just to have an outlet to talk to where you can be yourself, hopefully, and um, have your needs addressed. Because while I do act as a therapist in my job, I am not actually a therapist. Um, So yeah, that that (laughs) comes up every day. The therapy role comes up every day. What do you think one of the biggest misconceptions is in your field for people who are kind of thinking about divorce or getting into it or starting to call lawyers? I would say the biggest misconception is that lawyers want you to have a really bad divorce to make money. <laughs> that is not how it works. We, at least me, want to see the most positive outcome. Okay. You know, clients, potential clients will call me and say, I don't want to go to court. How do I not go to court? Or does mediation, does that mean that we go before the judge? And, you know, just the confusion around the difference between litigation and Mm. what we call alternative dispute resolution, which would include mediation and arbitration, which are two different things, and helping a potential client understand those different roads that you can take and how they can also intersect. Like if something urgent is happening at the outside of a case that requires you to start with the court process Mm -hmm. versus starting with the mediation process so that somebody can enter an order requiring your partner to do something or not do something. Um, You can still mediate later. It doesn't mean that if you start in one place, you can't do the other. And likewise, if you go to a mediation, it's not binding until there's a signed writing. Mm -hmm. And if you go to a mediation and you're unhappy with how that process is going, you can then seek relief from the court. So that is a huge misconception just in terms of what it means to get divorced and the road to take to get there. And also um, the timing of getting divorced and that it has to be a nasty process. It doesn't. But one thing that I always tell my potential clients in every area, whether it's divorce, domestic violence, non-dissolution, which is parties who were never married, Mm -hmm. but have children or property in common, or perhaps are married, but aren't seeking a divorce, though they are seeking to address custody and parenting time issues. One of the things, or prenups, one of the things I always tell my clients is we can only control our side. Mm-hmm. So we may want to do this in the nicest way possible, the smoothest way possible, and the least costly way possible. But if the other side is not acting in <laughs> right. the same manner, we have to respond as is appropriate. Right, right. She knows what she's talking about, guys. <laughs> Thank you. I followed along, <laughs> but I'm like, there's so much information in your brain. <laughs> Sorry. I no, tend to great. talk a lot and say a lot. That's, and- no, but that's good because you obviously, like, you could just tell that you've been around the block. Like, you know exactly. You've seen all the situations and Thank like, you. not that I am getting divorced, but I would feel very comfortable Thank hiring you. you just based off of this conversation. So that's well, really I've good. Well, I've only ever practiced family law <laughs> right. um, exclusively. So, and I also loved it in law school, but mm-hmm. as we know. 
school can only teach you so much. Yeah. It's really like out on the streets. Speaking of, <laughs> right? Yeah, go uh, go pirates. Yeah, Saint go Hall. pirates. How was that experience? It was good. You know, I will say I'm a much bigger Scarlet Knights fan. I'm Rutgers <laughs> undergrad and my husband and I love Rutgers still. <laughs> nice. We both went there. We were in brother, sister, fraternity, sorority. Very cute. And yeah, you know, sort of. But um, <laughs> did the whole thing. We go back all the time. We had season tickets cool. for all the sporting games until we had kids and our lives changed dramatically. Um, and we still try to go back when we can. And then I went to Seton Hall for law school. There are law schools in Newark. Mm -hmm. like we were saying you're from yeah, Newark. Yeah. So um, we have that in common. And yeah, Seton Hall was great. It was a great opportunity. We lived in Jersey City because it was an easier commute mm -hmm, to Seton sure. Hall. And it was awesome. It was a good time. Yeah. How'd you guys end up in Westfield again? Because you, you, both of you are not from here. We are not. So we are from Bergen County, which is a bubble, an amazing bubble <laughs> that we love. But we did not know that this area of the state existed. And we thought Rutgers was South Jersey. So that's our background. <laughs> um, but uh, we both have huge families. I have three sisters and a brother. My oh, nice. husband ha is a twin has a twin brother and has an older and younger sister. So over the course of our lives, my oldest sister ended up living in Scotch Plains, had her kids nice. there. Jason's sister ended up in Westfield, had her kids there. And we were in Jersey City. I clerked for a Union County judge cool. out of law school doing matrimonial. And when it came time for us to leave Jersey City during COVID, like everybody else, my sister-in-law said, hey, there's a house around the corner for me that's for sale. Do you want it? And I was like, I guess. <laughs> sure. And here we are. Back when you could just get a house that yeah. easily. <laughs> right. And not have so, to sell a kidney. Uh, yeah. Well, we sold a couple of kidneys. It was it was 2021, <laughs> but, but we got it. I wrote a really good, very sad letter about what it means to live around the corner from family, wow. which remains true, and 10 minutes away from my own sister. Nice. Um, tonight, my daughter, my sister, and my niece and I will be having dinner at the cafe in of the JCC. Cool. So that's like really special that we get to have this relationship and that my kids can be with their cousins all the time. That's awesome. Yeah, I think, uh, you know what? There is a lot to be said for writing those letters. I write those letters when we're applying for apartments <laughs> or you know, houses or whatever, and they work. We've never, they do been, work. We've never been told no when we've written they do letters, work. Although so. certain towns don't allow them, so be careful. Really? Yeah, Montclair, where we were looking because oh. they could result in like a bias if the people, the sellers, if the sellers are able to like, I guess, figure out your background by virtue of the letter could gotcha, result in gotcha, a gotcha. bias that is not allowed. I did not know that. Yes. I'll probably still do it anyway. No, okay. <laughs> no Montclair is too far. Actually, I, growing up in Newark, like Montclair was like the closest little hub for yeah. doing stuff. So it was always fun and always uh, such good restaurants. But mm -hmm. um, okay. So what do you think is really important for someone to know who is potentially looking for someone like you? Like, is there kind of like a good criteria, whether somebody worked with you or not? It's like, what are the questions people should be asking when they're looking to hire? Sure. So I think that it's really important to have a formal consult, a one hour conversation with your potential lawyer or many um, as you're shopping for lawyers, because I find that clients find the lawyer that is like them or the lawyer that they can lean on in ways other than explaining the law. So the therapist hat, for example. And you'd be surprised when you're going through a case over the course of time, seeing how much the lawyer and the client emulate each other, almost like when people say your pets, you like start to look <laughs> like your pets. It's true. So you really, it's important that you mesh with their personality because you're going to be dealing with these people day in and day out on the most important things of your lives, as we discussed earlier. So it's really important to vet your lawyer mm -hmm. and just have confidence in them. You want to go to somebody who's been practicing family law for a long time. Um, you know, and it's not a knock on anyone, but 
I, I think it's helpful in cases that I've had where the per, the attorney on the other side practices mostly, if not exclusively, right. family law versus a general practitioner. There's a lot of nuances. The family court is a horse of a different color. Mm-hmm. And you want someone who's been in and out of it a lot. Right. Um, and for me, I think it's important for clients, if they want to go this route, to have someone who's also, also really comfortable in a mediation session. Is mm. that person a trained mediator? We right. have a family law mediation Which training are, right? certification. Yeah, yeah, I that. am. So you know that that person has a lot of mediation experience. And just to know that you're going to someone who you value. I also happen to work for a large firm, Fox Rothschild. So we have resources that maybe not other firms have mm-hmm. as much. We can get things out the door before you say get it out the door and they look very pretty and nice binding um, and things of that nature too. So you also want to be conscious of cost. Mm -hmm. I always tell clients, potential clients, when I'm having a consult, if they are telling me about something that I can tell from the beginning is going to be a really long litigation and I tell them my retainer payment Mm -hmm. and I say, if you were quoted less than this, the person was trying to get you in the door. It's not because that's what the cost is going to be. Gotcha. So you wow. want to go to someone who's honest about price, who right, says, right. like, listen, you're not going to like this answer. This is going <laughs> to suck to hear. But the reality is this could cost X or you're right, going to need right. a custody expert. So on top of me, mm. the custody expert costs wow. Y. So you want to go to someone who's honest. You right. don't want to go to a salesperson who's quoting you a $2,500 retainer to get you in the door because that retainer will go and then you will just receive right. bills. Just getting bills over so, and over again. So um, honesty, personality, and experience. Right. What is a custody expert? What is a custody expert? Yeah, custody expert is when there is custody and parenting time litigation, the parties basically can't agree on what the parenting time schedule would be if and who the primary parent should be who should be in charge of making certain decisions for the child, anything like that, then you should get a custody expert, which is a mental health professional. You want to use someone who does this stuff all the time in family law litigation. We have our people that we go to, uh, but a mental health professional who does an evaluation and comes to a recommendation on what the custody and parenting time arrangement should be. That evaluation includes interviews of the parties, interviews of the children, depending on their age, but generally of the children, if they're too young, then at least observing the parents with the children. Mm-hmm. Um, interviews of any collateral sources, such as uh. teachers, therapists, anybody that the evaluator may feel necessary. Sometimes that's no one else. You know, if there's a nanny who lives inside the home, that person's going to be important. If grandparents take on primary roles, those people are going to be important. And within the evaluation, there's almost like a, well, there is like a psychological evaluation of the parties, and then they spit out what their recommendation wow. is. What makes people unable to resolve these things on their own and have to call in all these experts and in, in order to just have a basic schedule you and know, some other things set if up? If the answer was that simple, we could find a solution for it. But um, it's generally people. And it's not a good or bad thing. But when people really disagree, this is what you need to do to get it done. Because when you present your position to the court, you need to have your evidence as to why it should be that way. And we are not experts in the field. So my client can't give testimony at a trial as to why psychologically she is more fit to be a better parent. You need expert testimony about that. And you know, you may have, I I was saying I had this trial that lasted for a really long time and the other party lived in a state on the other side of the country. And that person wanted 50, 50, which means equal parenting time with this 
child that is impossible right um the kid was not even you know was not even five years old going to fly back and forth yeah. it, it was impossible but we couldn't get through to him his attorney obviously couldn't get through to him mediators couldn't get through to him so there had to be custody evaluations on both sides and a full-fledged trial so something gonna happen well <laughs> what did he think was gonna happen not what did happen which was that he didn't win <laughs> but um right but you know sometimes it's <laughs> wow. someone like that where the position is that ridiculous and sometimes it's more simple where you're a couple overnights apart but you can't get there right right Whew, man this is crazy it's crazy. it's crazy but i will say i will say and i say this to my friends all the time who ask me for divorce trends now that we're all you know married for 10 years or less and talk about this stuff right. i say listen i only see people looking to get divorced, sometimes in good situations and sometimes in not so good situations and everything in between. There are plenty of happy marriages out there. Right. They just don't come see me because they don't have a reason to. <laughs> hey, we're here to tell you and that we're not getting divorced. And there are day. many simple, you know, simple is a loaded word, but there are many less complicated divorces that get done without custody experts and things right, like that. Right, but right. But these are the mechanisms that we have in place to proceed when necessary. Wow. So with all your experience, have you ever like won any awards or have any accolades throughout the years? Yes. So there are some peer-reviewed awards that um, are given out. And I've been named to Best Lawyers in America, first under mm. Ones to Watch for two years. Oh, nice. And now for two years, which means like up and coming. Right, and right. now for two years, I've just been on Best Lawyers in America under Family Law. Very cool. Um, the first year I was one of three people in my department, um, two of them being my superior partners. And last year, one of four people in my department, one of my best friend partners, and again, my superior partners. Um, superior partners is a weird thing to superior say, but partners. you know, the ones who run the group, which, <laughs> you know, what can you say? Um, and then also super lawyers, rising stars. Oh, I've cool. been on for the better part of a decade every wow. year. Wow. Yeah. How's that feel? If, honestly, it feels really good. Every time I get the email saying that I've been reselected, I oh, get wow. like a sigh of relief because there's always the nerve <laughs> that you won't be reelected and they are peer reviewed. Um, right. I vote and, and other lawyers in the community vote. And there is a statistic out there that I don't have with me of the small percentage of lawyers who make the list. So it, it feels nice. Cool. It feels rewarding. It doesn't feel as rewarding as like the most rewarding thing in my job is when I get through a case and I don't hear from the client for a while after, meaning there's no post-divorce litigation that comes mm. up. And all of a sudden I get an email that's, hey, thinking of you, this great thing is happening in my life. Oh, nice. That happened to me over the holidays, a divorce that I finished pre-COVID. So I think it was actually earlier 2020 that they were divorced. And I got an email from the client with a picture of her with her children telling mm -hmm. me how great everyone's doing. And, you know, oh, so nice. I know all about her kids. I've never met them and I shouldn't, but they were young and now they're in college. And wow. these are all the great things that are happening. And it makes me feel really good that I help them get to this stage of life. Right, right. Because it is such a tumultuous thing. And then just to have everyone be on the other side of it and kind of like back yeah. to their new normal and just get to, right. you should take like, I don't it know. also feels good when there is some post-judgment litigation and they come back to you for right. it. Not <laughs> that I want it. them to experience the <laughs> right, post-judgment right. litigation, but that they're happy with the work that you did and know that right, you can help right. them again. Yeah. Cause it's, I guess for some people, unfortunately, it's just something that they'll always have to deal with maybe longer than they would want to. Maybe it's just, you know, like yeah. said, up to five years so Often and related to the age of the children. So if you're getting divorced mm -hmm. and your child is two, you're co-parenting with this person wow. until they're 18 and then child support until they're out of college. So that may be a really smooth couple decades or whatever many years that is, right, right, right. Um, but it may not be. Is the divorce rate still 50% about there? So... I'd like to say I'm a good statistician. I don't know if that's the <laughs> correct a, word. You, you can just lie I'm to not, us, it's fine. Um, but I would say it's, it's high. 
It's high. You know, friends will say to me, like, in in this group of people, who do you think is going to be the one that gets divorced? Because statistically, it's going <laughs> right. to happen. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's... it's uh, have you uh, dealt with any same-sex I divorces? Have. Yeah, of course. Yeah, we I hear that. Divorces. I hear that's much higher. <laughs> much higher percentage. Well, it was funny. When same-sex marriage became legal, I forget who did it, but somebody, like, immediately bought, like, the same-sex divorce that's URL. Right, the URL, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, same-sex divorces, same-sex prenuptial agreements. It is as it should be right, right. the same work. Exactly. You know, matter, there right? is absolutely no difference. <laughs> and actually, we have a lot of cases where it was... Um, a man and a woman who are getting divorced and one of them mm. actually is in a relationship, in a same-sex relationship, which happens all the time too. <laughs> so, um, Is it mostly the woman going to be with it's women? It's been both. Mm, interesting. It's been both. And there's definitely been some well, mostly men <laughs> in situations where they're trying to hide it, but right. it's definitely yeah, been both. Listen, I've seen um, it all. I, I very much believe that. Yeah, and look, divorce, I always say divorce does not discriminate against gender, mm -hmm. sexual preference, financial circumstances, age, divorce is divorce. I've done divorces with infants, you know, parent parties who have infants, right. parties who have adult children. I did a divorce where they had just celebrated their 50 year wedding anniversary with all of their grandchildren oh and got goodness. divorced the year after. <laughs> So it, it really doesn't discriminate is my point, you wow. know? Wow, that's wild. It's just- Years. Well, you, when you Sheesh. think about it, people live for a long time right now. So if you got married at 20 and at year 50, you're 70 and you're really not happy, you can do a lot after 70. Like, you know, you can, I, yeah, you can for live sure. a whole other life. <laughs> So um, I love that being like, you know what? I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> like, pack it your is. Shit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, like they're just maybe they're just those are my bocce point. balls. Yeah, <laughs> right. Them maybe there just comes a point. Um, and well, for some of us, there doesn't. You know. Yeah. Um, Only time will tell. You know, it's I, I've as we get older, right? I think uh, you know we see all sorts of different people. Like I have friends, parents that are just like to me, like the ideal of like marriage and family mm -hmm. and like how have they and I see them like how have you done how how have you been married for 40 something years mm -hmm. and you guys still like each other <laughs> and then there's like like my parents are good people but they're they're always crazy they've always Please. fought they're still together but you know they fight like cats Same. and dogs and and then like when you're the one who's married you're like oh my goodness like how do I not do the things yeah. that you know they did wrong and how do you know how do I be, always be better and better and better so like right now there's all this information to everyone's on TikTok and Instagram yeah. like um is there a piece of advice you would give people who are in good marriages that you think would help them stay in good marriages from what you've seen? I would say really focus on your marriage. Like, it, you know, there's nothing wrong with couples therapy. It's not embarrassing. People, you know, let your marriage thrive and understand that you're each people with your own personalities and your own ways of doing things. And mm -hmm. especially where I am and my friends are, my peers, like we, you know, a lot of us have young kids. It's a very stressful, right, life right. is stressful, <laughs> but it's a stressful time in the sense of like splitting the jobs that we're each doing with our kids versus jobs outside or not outside the house. And some resentment can build up, like really focus on it and have good communication. Mm -hmm. But I'd also say that I don't know if clients say it because it makes them feel better to say it or because it's true. A lot of times I have clients say to me, I knew I should have never married this person wow. or someone in my family or a close friend told me to not marry them or I ignored all these signs. So really just have a lot of self-worth, know what you deserve mm -hmm. and cater to your marriage and your partner. Right. And never stop dating. I think is always a good yeah. one too. Never right? stop dating. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like all in that same umbrella. Like right, it's right. hard. Life gets hard. Work gets hard. Kids get hard. Not having kids get hard. Like the whole thing. Um, and I've been through all of it and still having a space 
for your relationship is really important. Like I went through a, this crazy fertility journey and now I'm saying too much, but this is my personality. So <laughs> now clients know if no, you want it, someone yeah. who says too much, I'm, I'm yours. No, but yeah, being um, somebody who went through that, I mean, that's heavy for yeah, potential divorce too. I it, mean, it, oh yeah, it was insane. And it was over a four year period. I mean, we uh, had our daughter in that period, but it compound, you know, it all compounded on each other and it was long. And there was a time summer 2022 where my fertility doctor said you need to take a break so it just happened to be the summer mm -hmm. and she wanted me to go gluten-free dairy-free and take eight <laughs> weeks to do that which happened to be the summer it was the best thing she could have done for me and she mm -hmm. didn't realize what she was doing because break, my right. husband and I took those eight weeks and we had a, our daughter at the time who we love so much and we didn't abandon <laughs> you Teddy but we took trips we he had a work person got married in Canada and we went to Canada oh, cool. for the weekend nice. I had this embarrassing to say like sleepaway camp alumni reunion that we went to for nice. the weekend and all these little things and we we went to a concert at you know you had Stone fun. Pony and Asbury we had fun yes. and I was like oh yeah this is great and obviously on the fertility journey there was a lot of sadness but to give ourselves that time was really important so I'm definitely not a marriage expert I call myself a divorce expert <laughs> but um, in my experience I think like you said I love keep dating. no you're uh, you're really cool and uh, I think you have a lot of experience and not and you're just a great person so Thank I'm very excited so for much. all the things that, really that, nice. that you Thank do you. in the future before we go tell everyone a couple of your favorite places in Westfield that, that you like to frequent okay I'm obsessed with Kirschenbaums right now I think that they're incredible I'm so happy that they're here they get the most shout outs on the show I have to say they do yeah. Kirschenbaums is great. awesome I'm planning um, a women's networking event with a couple of other cool. women and we're shout them out say yeah hello. we're gonna use Kirschenbaums for that um, on one of my about to return to work from maternity leave day depression, <laughs> I did a whole mess at South Moon Under, which nice. was really fun. And then acted like a teenager and walked across to Ruby and Jenna and did something that like I shouldn't have done. And I'm glad you no clients saw me. Something? Um, well, I did do that when my daughter was born, my cartilage. Um, but I did some shopping there. That was fun. And I just love being in town. Like we came from Jersey City, like everybody else came from Hoboken, Jersey City. Right. Right. city around when we did and it's nice you don't feel trapped you can walk to town you can get around totally. you can do your stuff but nice. um love it yeah all right well, tell oh everyone. and some ramen i'm really into the oh, new yeah, summer ramen. There, yeah. okay it's really good you should go all right so tell everyone where they can find you your uh website email all that good stuff sure so i'm an attorney at fox rothschild which is roth r-o-t-h-s child um so you could find me on the website foxrothschild.com I have blog entries on the website as well, which you can find on my profile or the New Jersey Family Law blog, which is our blog. My Instagram, although I have to admit it's up and coming, it's nothing to write home about, is <laughs> Lindsay A. Heller ESQ. And I will give you my office line just for shits and giggles. It's 973-548-3318. Not my cell phone, only for the best clients. And my email, lheller at foxrothchild.com. Awesome. Thank you so much, Lindsay. This was a blast. I learned a lot. And I really think that you're going to be able to help a lot of people uh, in Thank their time so of need. Thank you so much. Thank you. It was really nice to for you to have me. And I look forward to meeting a lot of Westfield residents and those in the area, regardless of the circumstance. Cool. All right, guys. Have a good one. Bye.